0: Baptist Catechism number five asks, May all men make use of the Holy Scriptures? And the answer that is given is that all men are not only permitted, but commanded and exhorted to read, hear, and understand the Holy Scriptures. And I would like now to read Acts chapter 8, verses 26 through 40, where we see this principle put on display. There we read, here now the reading of God's most holy word. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, As he passed through, he preached the gospel to all the towns until he came to Caesarea. This now the reading of God's most holy word. May he add his blessing to the preaching of it. This question, may all men make use of the Holy Scriptures, might seem like a no-brainer to you and to me. We are so used to having copies of the scriptures written in our own language at our disposal. And it is very common for pastors today to encourage Christians to read the scriptures for themselves. But we should remember that our catechism was written not long after the invention of the printing press. And before that time, it was very, very rare to have access to a copy of Holy Scripture. And even if someone did, it was probably written in a language that very few people knew how to read, either in Hebrew, Greek, or perhaps Latin The invention of the printing press, uh, the practice of translating the scriptures into the native language of the people, and the Protestant Reformation itself changed all of that. In a very short period of time, people went from having very little access to the scriptures to having the opportunity to read the scriptures for themselves. And if we keep this history in mind, then the question, may all men make use of the holy scriptures, will seem a little bit more reasonable to us. Don't you agree? The answer to the question is very helpful no matter what time we live in. Again, all men are not only permitted but commanded and exhorted to read, hear, and understand the Holy Scriptures. The words, all men, are very important. They emphasize the need for all people, men and women, boys and girls, clergy and laymen, educated and uneducated, rich and poor, etc., To engage with the Holy Scriptures. The Scriptures are not for some elite class of men, they are for all men. They are not to be reserved for a particular class of men within society or within the church, but all should have access to them. Next, our Catechism says that all men are not only permitted, but commanded to engage with Holy Scripture. And the proof texts that are listed in our Catechism are really interesting. They are John 5.39, Luke 16.29, Acts 8.28-30, and 17.11. And all of these passages share this in common. They speak of men searching the scriptures. For example, Acts 17.11 speaks of the men of Berea and says that they were more noble than those in Thessalonica for they received the word with all eagerness examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. It is truly mind-boggling to think that the Romanists decided that the scripture should only be read by the religious elite. That was a very common perspective for a large chunk of the history of the church. The, the scriptures were originally written in Hebrew and Greek. In other words, they were written in the language of the people of the day. I, I wonder if you're following me here. I didn't state that very well. But, but think of it. When the scriptures were written in Old Testament times, when they were delivered by God through Moses to the people of Israel, what language were they written in? They were written in the Hebrew language, which was the language of the people. They were written in such a way, not in a heavenly language, not in a foreign tongue, so that only some could read the scriptures and interpret them, but they were written in the common language of the people to whom they were delivered. And think about this. When the New Testament scriptures were written, they they were written primarily by Hebrews, the early church was made up of a lot of Jewish people who knew the Hebrew language. But what language were the New Testament scriptures written in? The Greek language. It was the common language, the trade language of the day, the language most known. Doesn't that tell us something about God's purpose for the scriptures? God's purpose for the scriptures is that they would be received by and distributed amongst the people, all men, all men. All men are not only permitted, but commanded uh, to to read the scriptures and to understand them. And so, for the church, uh, at a time prior to the Protestant Reformation, to decide that the scriptures are to be reserved to only a few, it really is contrary to... Uh, The very nature of the Scriptures themselves, having been written in the Hebrew and Greek language, also the Scriptures speak often of men, common men, reading the Scriptures and commends them for doing so. What a dark time that must have been to have the light of Holy Scripture hidden away within the confines of the Roman hierarchy. And I say praise God for the Reformation, which did, among other things, bring the light of Scripture back into the midst of the people of God. All men are not only permitted, but commanded and exhorted to read, here and understand the Holy Scriptures. We are to read the Scriptures, so long as we are able. We are to read them. And so I might ask you the simple question, do you read the Scriptures, brothers and sisters? You should. And may I encourage you to read the Scriptures daily. The Word of God should be like daily bread for our souls. And I would encourage you to read the Scriptures regularly and to read them broadly, too. We all have... Um, our favorite passages of of, of Scripture, don't we? Our favorite books of the Bible. And indeed, it is true, there are some portions of the Bible um, that speak more to the soul than, than others. We should admit this. But we should also not forget that all Scripture is inspired by God and is profitable to us. No part of Scripture can be called unimportant, therefore, for each part does contribute in some way to the whole So I'm saying, read the scriptures, brothers and sisters. Read them daily. Read them carefully. Read them broadly also from beginning to end. And listen to them, read too. We are to read the scriptures. We're also to hear them. Uh, Here we are to think primarily of the reading of Holy Scripture by the pastor in church. And I wonder, did you know that this is one of the things that pastors are called to do? Listen to what Paul says to Pastor Timothy. Until I come... Devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to exhortation and to teaching. Pastors are to preach, yes. They are to teach the Scriptures and exhort from the Scriptures. But Paul says to Timothy, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture. Don't see that as insignificant. It's very significant when the Scriptures, the Word of God, when they are read, in in, in the hearing of the congregation. It's a very important part of our worship. When ministers read the scriptures, they should work hard at reading clearly and in such a way that the meaning of the text shines through. And when congregants listen to the reading of scripture, they should listen very intently, knowing that they are indeed encountering the very words of God. We should have reverence for the public reading of scripture. We should hear the scriptures, listen carefully to them. But do not forget the warning of James Know this, my beloved brothers, he says. Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, speaking here of the word of God, which is able to save your souls. Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, He is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror, for he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. So we are to read the Word of God and we are to hear the Scriptures read. But when we hear the Scriptures, we are to hear them with the intent to what? To obey, to be doers of the Word of God and not hearers only. Lastly, our catechism exhorts us to understand the scriptures. We are, to, we are to read them, we are to hear them, we are to understand the scriptures. Understanding the scriptures can be difficult. One of the proof texts listed by our catechism is Acts eight twenty eight through 30 And that is the passage that I read earlier where Philip approaches the Ethiopian eunuch who is reading Isaiah the prophet and asks him, Do you understand what you are reading? Do you understand it? What was his response? He says, how can I unless someone guides me? I need a guide. I need help. I don't understand what I'm reading. And so he invited Philip to come up and to sit with him. And I'm sure that many Christians have felt like the Ethiopian eunuch at times when reading scripture. You know, There are passages in the Bible that are very difficult to understand. And in our minds we might say, how can I understand this unless someone guides me? Last week, I introduced you very briefly to the doctrine of the perspicuity or clarity of Scripture. I said that the Scriptures have these characteristics. They are inspired by God. They are clear. That is the doctrine of perspicuity. They are sufficient and authoritative. What do we mean when we say that the Scriptures are clear, that they are clear? Our confession is very helpful. In chapter 1, paragraph 7 we read this regarding the perspicuity of Scripture. All things in Scripture are not alike plain in themselves, nor alike clear unto all. What is our confession acknowledging here? Our confession is acknowledging that, that not every passage of Scripture is equally clear. Some are very difficult to understand and to interpret. And, and the Scriptures are not equally clear to all either. Some are going to be... Uh, more gifted at the interpretation of Scripture or more far far along as it pertains to maturity in in this. Yet, those things which are necessary to be known, believed, and observed for salvation are so clearly propounded and opened in some place of Scripture or other that not only the learned but the unlearned in a due use of ordinary means may attain to a sufficient understanding of them. It's a very wonderful statement concerning this doctrine of the clarity or perspicuity of Scripture. We learn a few things. First, when we say that the Scriptures are clear, we do not mean that all things are equally clear. Some things are indeed difficult to understand. Second, when we say that the Scriptures are clear, we mean that the main message is clear. The Gospel is clear. Those things which are necessary to be known, believed, and observed for salvation are clear. They're clearly set forth in in Holy Scripture. Third, Not everything is equally clear to everybody. Those who have been in the faith for a long time may have an easier time understanding the scriptures when compared to those who are new to the faith. And indeed, some are more gifted naturally and spiritually than others when it comes to the interpretation of scripture. But here is the point. The scriptures are clear enough that not only the learned, in, in the historical context here, learned means literate, but the unlearned, Even the illiterate. We live in a day where a lot of people know how to read. In the 17th century, that wasn't necessarily true. The doctrine of perspicuity is saying that even those who are not able to read the scriptures for themselves, they may clearly understand what the scriptures are teaching. I continue, in a due use of ordinary means, they may attain to a sufficient understanding of them, that is, of the scriptures. What are the ordinary means that our confession is referring to here? They are the means of grace, as we call them. And one of them is this, the preaching and teaching of the Holy Scripture. So how can someone who is unable to read come to understand the Scriptures clearly? By engaging in the means of grace, specifically by listening intently to the word read and to the word preached. So the Scriptures are clear. This doctrine of the perspicuity of Scripture is very important in fact in our day and age this is one of the things that is attacked sometimes men will attack, attack the inspiration of scripture or the authority of scripture but i've noticed more and more people will attack the doctrine of the perspicuity of scripture saying yes the word of god is the word of god it is inspired by him yes it is our authority for truth but no one can really understand what it means exactly Are we saying that God is a bad communicator then? I think that is what we're saying. When we deny the doctrine of the perspicuity of Scripture, we ought not to do that. God has given us His Word, and He has spoken clearly. When the Ethiopian eunuch was having a hard time with Isaiah and said, how can I understand unless someone guides me? It was not a denial of the perspicuity of Scripture. No, for the Lord provided Philip to minister the Word to the man so that he might understand the message of the Gospel and believe. We have the responsibility, brothers and sisters, not only to read and hear the scriptures, but to understand them too. Are they clear? We say yes, but that does not mean that we won't have to work at understanding the scriptures. We must study the word of God, brothers and sisters. We must even labor to understand what they have to say to us. This is the word of the Lord, and we must be eager to receive the word of God and to understand what the Lord has said. Brothers and sisters, I conclude with this exhortation. Young and old, grow very familiar with the scriptures. Read them. Listen to them read. Listen to the scriptures preached. And when you hear the scriptures preached, pay very careful attention to what is said. Especially pay attention to the way that pastors who are faithful to the scriptures interpret the scriptures. Are you following along with me here? Don't only listen to what is said, but pay attention to how the pastor who is faithful to preach the word of God goes about the task of interpretation because you will learn for yourself also by way of example how to interpret the scriptures, how to rightly divide the word of truth for yourself. And do not forget that this is how God saves us, that is through the ministry of the word. This is why Paul told Timothy, keep a close watch on yourself and on the teaching." In other words, work hard at your obedience, yourself, your way of life, your holiness. Don't neglect it. Also, work hard on your teaching, Timothy. Persist in this, Paul says, for by doing so, you will save both yourself and your hearers. This is the means by which God brings men and women to salvation and keeps them in the faith. It's through the ministry of the word of God. So, may all men make use of the Holy Scriptures. That's the question. Answer all men are not only permitted but commanded and exhorted to hear, read, hear and understand the Holy Scriptures. Let us bow for a word of prayer. Father in heaven, I do pray that you would increase our appetite for your word. May we cherish it. May we love it. May we bring it into our minds and submit to it in our hearts, O God. And do give us understanding, O Lord. Also give us the strength that we need to obey all that you have commanded. We know that gift We know that faith is a gift from you, O God. Uh, We pray that you would give us the gift of faith in an ever-increasing way. Uh, Most in this room will say, I believe, and indeed we do believe, O Lord. Help our unbelief, we pray, in Christ's name.